Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Woohoo! As you can tell... The that was so surprising, Steve. <laughs> Uh, yeah, our, our enthusiasm here is high, as this is the, the season one finale of both our podcast uh, on DuckTales as well as the actual show. The, the Shadow War aired on Disney Channel uh, Saturday, August 18th. It was a, a long one uh, for 44-minute extravaganza, and uh, we're here to talk about it. Um, if you can catch up on previous DuckTales discussion we've had at OverlyAnimated.com, you can subscribe to us uh, on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or, or you can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, wherever you listen to us, uh, always feel free to leave any reviews uh, and uh, ratings. Uh, we always appreciate that. But uh, yeah, we've, we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, first, uh, uh, Michelle has been gone for the past couple of podcasts. And, and the last couple of DuckTales episodes have been very eventful. So uh, we'd like to I get... was so surprised and angry they were so good and I couldn't talk about them. <laughs> well, well here, here's your chance. Yeah. Before we get into the Shadow yeah, War, I feel... your... well, Steve, you already had the chance to talk about No, no, no I just want to make a point here. I feel like... <laughs> you can I make a like point, Steve. Go no, ahead. No, I, just, I just want to say, I think we, like, we mirror what's going on in the show. We're, Michelle was away for a bit. Now the family's back together <laughs> here, just like on the oh show. Oh my god! Wow, That's wow. so cute, Steve. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Michelle, what, what have you thought of the of this uh, back half of Ducktales episodes and the build up to this finale? I feel like the animation has gotten steadily from a very nice place to a kind of astounding place in some of these. Just like the, especially the gestures and the emotiveness of some of those expressions. It's just so carefully done. Like you can tell there are so many frames involved. They're really like taking their time with the details. And it really, it's just, it's beautiful and it shows their dedication. So many good like I, I can't like the other bin of Scrooge McDuck is such an amazing episode. I think it's like literally my favorite episode of the wow. season. The <laughs> okay. pacing really? is so good. It gives Lena one of her best moments ever. Like the, it's so funny in so many places. The secrets of Castle McDuck is also amazingly hilarious. I loved, I love Launchpad pretending to be Donald. That like, <laughs> it was so like the timing was so good. The things he was saying was so good. Just yeah, those those two were definitely standouts. But like all of that, that whole chunk was really exciting. And I, I'm sure you guys got into a lot of what made this episode so special. But they were really really quality. So I saw them all and like two days to catch up and i was so pumped for the finale just because those were such good episodes leading up to it my hopes were very high because of that nice nice and uh, we we can segue that directly into our first initial reactions to the finale here um well michelle while you're on a roll here so like <laughs> what, what, what what is what how did you react to what happened here in the finale Okay, I feel bad because I just came off of saying all that stuff, all the nice stuff, and being really high. Mm -hmm. I this might be a little bit hot take. I think the first half of this finale was exceptional, and the second half was kind of a lot of awkward. Just waiting for that final showdown to happen anytime now. No, not yet. Okay, maybe in ten more minutes. Kind of that. That is my hot take. But the first half was excellently done okay interesting um steve, steve do you want to counter or what, what, what were your general reactions uh, to the finale it, here? well 
it was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. It's like build up to this. This is what they were building up towards, and they delivered. Um, I say, um, Webby is such a forgiving person because I would not. <laughs> I, I don't know how she, she was trying to get the family back together and still unscrewed your side after what he said to her in the last episode. I'm like, uh-huh. I was so mad at Scrooge for that. That was sort of uncalled for. But anyway, um, yeah, the animation was really amazing, top notch, that they really spent the bulk of their money on that. Um, I to say, though, um, the whole the big surprise at the end, I kind of predicted, saw coming, but the whole Lena thing. That actually surprised me. Did not see that coming. Steve, I was shocked. I was shocked when Lena literally did sacrifice herself. I thought that was crazy when you said that months ago. I was like, no, 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 that's that's taking it too far. They're not just going to get rid of her. But, like, she did legit basically sacrifice herself. You called that. So, props. Well, I I called that. I was hoping, yeah. I definitely had death flags on her. But she's not really dead. <laughs> she's not. She's not sort of dead. They found a way that she's still in Webby somewhere inside her. Shadow. I think that's horrible, though. Like if we're if we're gonna talk about Lena, I, she, I mean, for for the show to be like, oh no no no, she's not real. Like yeah, she has a room, and yeah, like even Magica admitted to her basically being family. Like to kind of flip it on its head at the last one and be like, no, 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 she's really just a shadow. She's not a real person. And to kind of condemn her to this weird limbo of not having her own autonomy and being kind of tied to Webby, I think that's really tragic. And I don't think it's... Um, I was so excited about Lena's character, and if, if this is how it ends up being the end for her, uh, and she's just going to be like a helpful shadow thing for the rest of her existence i think I, that's really sad I, I i know you might know more things steve but but think yeah, of getting uh, spoiled <laughs> i know no no one it just it hurts my heart and i think she deserved better yeah like what, what kind of way is that to live half alive i don't think she deserves that uh, me too um but i'm pretty sure this is not going to stay that way they're going to find a way to give her own body her own Autonomy. I so. Because invited her to be part of the family. Like, that's the one thing she needed. Magica did say, in terms of she could gain Lena her freedom, in terms of her, her pull to Magica, her connection. But hopefully that she meant that. Hopefully there is a way. And hopefully Magica was not just BSing, because I'm yeah. sure she was BSing that she was actually going to do that for her. But can, mm-hmm. is that does that spell exist? That's the question. Uh, I'm, I think it does. Because I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful, especially after what happened the very last scene. This show is very upbeat, so I'm sure they'll find a way. The problem is, Webby does not know about it at the moment. Webby has to find out, so then she'll be motivated. And Webby's the one who would find out, because she's the only one who has interest in magic that we've seen so far, of the kids at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I will say that that scene where the friendship bracelet comes out. By the way, we still haven't really explained what the friendship bracelet <laughs> thing is. Exactly. Power of friendship. That's, that's all yeah, it is. I guess. That's but like which, the the Lena essence just... coming out to block um, Magicka's attack. Like that that little sequence is very uh, very powerful. Just because uh, we uh, also be up to then we had Webby fighting with Magic and like, hey, I, I had a best friend and you took her away from me. Yeah. and then just to see her get disintegrated <laughs> her essence get disintegrated it's terrifying as, yeah. as magica did say though 
just said to Huey, it's just magic. It's magic. Don't overthink it. Well, sure. <laughs> but, but that's what the show is saying to us. I'm yeah. sure. Um, and also, uh, I guess it, who mentioned a Webby fight with Magica? That's like first time we really see Webby get mad. It's like all that frustration, all that stuff she is bottling up. She just let loose on Magica. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, she let her have it for sure. <laughs> and uh, going back to just general impressions, like Mich- Michelle pointed out something important that like the second half of this ep- episode is pretty much all action. It's all fi- uh, fight sequences. Yeah. So like I-, I thought I was gonna be the one with the with the weird hot take, but I guess not. But in that I do think the sun the last chase of the sun chaser is a better episode like i, I think that that rat has such a much better emotional climax whereas this like it, it's it's a lot of fighting it, in the middle you get the whole scrooge coming to terms with family being okay sort of thing but it feels like it happens so quickly and it's kind of so buried by all the magic of stuff that it doesn't have the same impact as it did in the last episode where he comes to the that giant or well he has to give that giant revelation he has everybody abandon him yeah like, that's so much more effective than what whatever emotional payoff they're trying here so like this episode is such a grand thing like it's hard to compare a 44 minute to like the average 22 minute episode but i think that while the shadow war like it's trying to do a lot of things and i do think there are great parts of it like i love the donald sequences um the the yeah the web, oh <laughs> the web, we're gonna get yeah, to we're that we're gonna get to that oh yes the, the webby lena stuff is pretty good too but i think that there's just a lot of extra stuff that uh, i don't quite come to ducktales for uh, such as the action sequences so in the end, it ends up diluting it a little bit. So like, it, it's good for a finale, but at the same time, I I don't want to call it the best episode of the show, as I've seen some people kind of tempted to call it. Well, it's a, yeah. it's a heat of the moment. You got to just hear the moment after you see an episode. You got to give him a little break. This is your, your hot, fresh take. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Not, I'm, like, I, I'm not personally, I'm not anti-action, you know? Like, action can be awesome. And there, there have been examples of amazing action sequences that hold their tension and are very dynamic and engaging. I think the issue is, and we've seen this a couple times now, is when it, it starts to feel very sad or morning cartoony because like this show seems to have very clear ambitions at this point of wanting to be more than that, right? It wants to have real stakes. It wants to have character development interactions and, and tell a really engaging, kind of complicated, kind of emotional story. Yeah, And, and I, I feel like sometimes it, it kind of holds back. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. This is still for kids, though. We got to do that Saturday morning cartoon kind of vibe. And that's when it feels the most kind of disingenuous to what this show right now is. Like, regardless of what its previous incarnation is, it's kind of its own flavor now. And I think the action stuff, when it when it feels like padding, when it feels like it's just like it's trying to to put stuff in there for the sake of having more time until we build up to the thing we're waiting for, that's when it's the least engaging to me personally yeah. but i know some people might enjoy that but like that's that's kind of where i'm coming from i think though they might be overdoing it with all the keeping all these elderly characters alive like like having scrooge be so old or having scrooge's parents still be alive i mean uh, well, I, I, there I, are a lot of 
old people characters. So there, I guess so. <laughs> Although, actually, like in terms of like keeping characters important, like the one thing that stood out to me, like including Gyro in the whole fighting stuff, like I, I, I he doesn't do much in this episode, yeah. and we keep, oh, yeah, and we keep cutting He's back to him. There. So, like, I, I yeah. wonder, like, what's what's the purpose of that? Like, if Gyro wasn't a, a fan favorite from the past show, like, would he be included in this? Because otherwise, I don't see much of a purpose for him in this well, episode. So, like, well, it, it felt he weird. Had the, yeah, one of the funniest moments, though, when uh, Scrooge Freeman said it was just a work acquaintances, and his reaction was like, aww, before it managed to throw him in the water. I that was a very strong moment. I feel like there were much stronger <laughs> no, moments I thought it was that funny. One. And if he was there first. That's a zane, though. It's a funny little moment. And also, it kind of compares this gyro to the previous gyro. In other incarnations, he's much closer friend to Scrooge than he is in this version, so might have gotten a different okay. answer there. That's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I guess we're, we're a little bit, it seems Steve is the highest on this, but there are definitely a lot of different pieces to pick apart here. Um, I, oh, I yeah. think the, the most publicized one was uh, was Donald Duck because of, <laughs> of his new voice. I know that got a lot oh, of coverage in media. Yeah. So let, let's oh, talk my- about that first. Um, the, talk about it. Uh, so here, Donald is given a Barksian modulator, which is a reference to Carl Barks of uh, the DuckTales comics, uh, which is basically a voice bot. And so in this episode, Donald Duck, for the most part, is voiced by Don Cheadle, who's <laughs> uh, more, more well-known for his parts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about the move here? Uh, Michelle, well, you know, you've complained about voice about understanding Donald in the past. Um, how did you feel oh, actually we all, understanding We him? all have, not yeah. just... Uh, okay, okay. I, I, I call myself guilty on that one too. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, what were your I, takes on it? My feeling was when it, when it first like to have the show literally address the fact that it's hard to understand exactly what he says was more than I ever could have hoped and dreamed for. And I commend them a lot for that because it was hilarious and it was just perfect in the moment. And I, I like the idea of it. I do think they milked it a little too much as the episode were on. And I started to, and the thing is also, I mean, the, the voice thing basically ended up changing his entire personality in a way. Like he got really assertive and like wanted to do everything and had all these like quippy comebacks. But like, that's not why I love Donald. I love Donald because he tries really hard and a lot of times he doesn't succeed, and but he like keeps on going, and he gets really flustered, and that, he's very flawed and enjoyable for that reason. But to see this kind of like perfect leader Donald was not that fun after the first like bit, you know. And I just wanted him to get back to his normal self, which I knew he would have to by the end of the episode. Yeah, but, but yeah, my my, my favorite Donald moment does was was before that when they were all at the t- table and they, and. We'll be playing the game of let's talk about like your family members and everyone talking about all the good stuff Look, about that was Donald. so sweet, right? I love that. I love that. And, and like it, it warmed his like you could see like it's been a while since anyone's you know thanked him for being basically the father figure of these three kids, and it just made him so happy for them to acknowledge that he's been yeah. like being a good 
Karen. And yeah. we should know yeah, that he, my... he gets the Don Cheadle voice halfway through this finale. So, like, the first half of yeah. Donald is... Uh, uh, he's uh, just himself. Yeah, he's just himself. Yeah. And I think it focuses a lot more on his role in the family, right? Because we have that yeah. bad part about the, um, oh. the complimenting at the toast. At the very beginning, like, he's doing his best to welcome the nephews back. He's got, like, the sardines and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> scary snacks. Yeah, so I, I, I think in, in the first half, like Donald is really w- where I love him because like he is exactly. trying his best to just be a, a, like a, fa- a a father figure for these kids and whatnot. Yeah. Like that's how we've I, known Donald to be through this show. And I, then when mm-hmm. when the Don Cheadle stuff comes around, you're right that it does feel a little bit like he's taking more charge than he would have in his normal personality. Although well, at the same I, time, I think I that disagree. they do, do a good job of encasing his rage because like Donald in his normal self is very quick to rage. And I think that even yes. in the second half, they keep that side of him as well as his protectiveness of his children, especially in that uh, scene in the money bin where he's like, don't touch my kids or something like that. Like, uh, yeah. th- th- that's a nice part of it. I think that they do manage to keep intact for the Donald character. Um, I, slight, I slightly disagree. My take on it was Donald's personality didn't really change. It was everyone else's reaction to him that changed. That he suddenly, they actually started listening to him, respect him more. I, I felt like all along, if he is his normal, like, weird voice, if they all would give him a chance, it probably, the situation would have been the same. I think it's not Donald that changed. It's Mrs. Beakley, it's the nephews, it's Webby, everyone's, you know, res- reaction to him and respect of him pretty much taking him seriously may have changed. I think, I think, Steve, that's definitely what, you know, the, where the show is coming from. But I also, we've seen, you know, Donald, given what has happened with, say, his twin sister and everything, he, he I guess, used to be more adventurous, right? But but time and loss has made him a much more cautious person. And he isn't the first one to go and fight. So even when he has gone on adventures with Scrooge and the kids, he's always the more cautious one. He he only kind of resorts to a fight when he feels like he's forced into a corner. Yeah. I, so like for him to just completely take charge and just be so in it to win it felt not totally true to the to the Donald we've seen despite the voice thing. But I do think you know, he maybe he is feeling more confident because everyone's taking him seriously. I think that could both be true, but it's still I don't know, it didn't ring super true well, to me. But I it was do, interesting. But I do think though they may have made Final Game was the reason why we haven't seen much of Donald this season. Like when uh, when we've all been when the other's been on adventures, Donald's been home fixing the boat off screen. I think he's been yeah. reflecting reflecting his relationship with Scrooge, thinking about things and just sort of Learn, he finally learned. Uh, he finally decided to forgive Scrooge. Yeah, I, I will say all, that. In, I, I will say that an in-show motivation is right. That the uh, they come to this. Uh, well, we should we should go back with Scrooge. He is family. We've been apart for so long, and so yeah. like you can try justifying it as Donald fights when there's family to protect because we we, we yeah. have right. seen that in the past, right? Like that, um, that episode I- in the Greek island, for example. Like he enters the fight once his his children are being. Uh, threatened but the problem so, is that i think this episode like it, it does it for the sake of keeping the the kids and everyone together but i don't think that the scrooge donald bond has been as developed as i think that that moment needs for us to buy into mm, donald yeah. going this hard into rescuing scrooge i i also think some people may be overthinking this one little line of when he says stay away from my kids 
some people reflect the fact that he just said, kids, not stay away from my boys, and that he's sort of accepting Webby as family, as like someone like like his sort of adaptive Aww, niece. I like that idea. I, I know. I, I love that idea, too, though. I have, haven't really seen much of that really on screen, but Donald's such a nice guy, though. He, he would accept her. You know, and I always wanted to see the weirdness of Donald raising girls. Um, I got this AU. Okay, okay, about okay. It. okay. Well, it's too early for fanfic corner. Save that for later. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so 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 Don- Donald had a had a huge part in this, and I, I think in the end I enjoyed that he finally got a large role. Like for uh, character weirdness aside, like I just like that. Yeah, he deserved a moment. Moment. I agree with that. Yeah, he 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 needed this. And I I think he did. He deserves all the screen time that he gets. So unfortunately, he coughs up the voice changer at the end. But maybe that's for the best in the yeah. long run. Who knows? Thank goodness he coughs it up. <laughs> oh, I, I love. Yeah, I love Don- prolonged Donald with that personality. I love old Donald back. Yeah, me too. I love that Donald too. Um, yo, uh, yeah, you saw that. You saw that. Well, well sure. I show you, Michelle. Was had the same sort of message that to appreciate. The the Donald we have, not the Don, not the cool Donald. Everyone wants not the cool Donald. <laughs> yeah, he's cool already. Yeah, he's cool in that he's such a hot mess. Like that's the best <laughs> thing about him. Why ever change that permanently? That's why I. That's why personally I like him much better than Mickey because Mickey's such a Gary Sue. Donald is flawed and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Now another character that got a huge um, focus on this was uh, Magica the Spell. Like uh, we've been having her as a shadow for the entire time. Um, this episode opens with her already having possessed Lena. Um, I, I just as an aside, I really love the the an- the animation of her vomiting uh, Magica out through it's her so eyes. Like, it's so creepy, isn't it? It's a really um, odd animation to get from Disney, but like it's uh, amazing it's the times they get it. I loved her trying to think. What would children say? Yeah, that that like, too. <laughs> what can we get through the sensors? No, uh, no, no, also like when she's possessing Lena, like she makes Lena much more like hand hand movie, like uh, like just like waving arms all the all, everywhere. So like uh, the, I, I like that that part of it. But uh, yeah, we have magic possessing Lena for half of this. Uh, he she ends up uh, infiltrating Scrooge's place, getting his dime through various things. We'll get to later. But uh, and she breaks out. So we have Magica in the flesh now. Um, h- how did we get Magica as a character on her own in this episode? Um, Steve, we can go to you first. What were, what were your reactions to finally getting Magica as her own thing? Wow. Oh, is this is <laughs> epic. Magica, yeah. epic. Um, she looked glorious, so gloriously evil. And I. Uh, uh, yeah, she's still a little hammy as a villain, but I think all the villains are a little hammy. I mean, but she's mm-hmm. definitely more of a serious threat than, say, a guy like Glomgold is, so give her that. Um, I don't know. She did seem like uh, she was a little bit in, a little bit like she wanted revenge so badly. She was a little impatient. Um, she wanted, she needed her gloating time. She maybe, mm-hmm. she could have won maybe if she just wouldn't have took her time because she wanted to torment Scrooge. Um, and I, I called it the last podcast. I said, Magica is going to be the savior of the family. And Scrooge even said so in the episode. He said that if it wasn't for Magica trying to attack him, the family probably would have been gone forever. So 
yeah. Magica's so, our savior. So, so. Thanks for calling the obvious. Good job. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Michelle, um, your thoughts on Magic as a character here? I really liked her for the first half of the episode. So basically, but when then she, she possessed Lena, you like her? Yes, and then her her very first evilness at the like tail end of the first half was really really nice, but then. I mean, my thing is, so we've been we've been building her up this whole season, right? right. We, we we've been assuming she's like the most powerfully, most evilly villain ever, and then the four kids take her down, no problem. And she's this giant scepter. She's always shadow cloud. Doesn't matter. They take her down themselves, and then even before she loses her power, Scrooge is just like besting her at every move and i'm kind of like what i mean i thought she was gonna be more competent than this and then she just wasn't even the kids could beat her and at least disarm her and that was kind of a letdown well like a lot but to be fair it turned around when uh the power of friendship got lena out for a moment and just he just turned the whole fight around so it wasn't for that desica Sick machina, um, things would have turned out differently, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying, Michelle, and I, I agree, especially the Scrooge ending like that. That was so quick, it was like 30 seconds of uh, swordplay, pretty much. Yeah, he still had her power. I mean, how, how is he just winning? He's he's Scrooge, but he's still, still human, he doesn't have magic, he doesn't even like magic. And I think just if we hadn't been building her up literally the whole season. It just felt like we we wiped our hands of her very quickly, and she didn't end up doing a whole oh. lot, even though she had so much power. I mean, she didn't like she didn't get rid of anybody. She didn't even get rid of people that Scrooge didn't care about. She she gloated a lot, oh. which is a great evil thing to do. She monologued, which is another great thing to do. But she didn't really accomplish anything except turning like a couple gems into ice cream. That's about it. And I kind of bummed. Like I, I wish the stakes were higher. I wish she was more of a threat when she actually had the the you know power to do what? anything. Yeah, I think Steve, Steve mentions a good point in calling her Hammy, and I, I think that that's yeah, what this hammy. episode really dives into. Like even in her individual state, like she keeps the hamminess up, but it's a question of whether that the. Like, I think she can be hammy and still be menacing, but the problem is that the the whole t- fighting sequence, especially at the end, kind of takes away um, stakes from that. The menace. No, yeah, the stakes are totally th- gone. The thing that ruins it for me, though, is her exit at the end when she says, you haven't seen her last time McDuck, and then we see that she's still there. It's like... <laughs> I liked the smoke bomb thing. I thought it was Well, I, I think that was just like that this finishes her conversion into a Glomgold-type villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that, now that, she's going to be hammy without that much of the menace. Now, that, and that's not even like uh, original. I've seen that by a certain character on My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, okay. named Trixie. She does it all the time. It's like, be a little original, won't you? Well, the smoke, smoke bombs are a very classic, goofy villain way to escape. Oh, totally. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know I've seen it in Kim Possible a lot, too. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I think, Michelle, you mentioned this, but, like, her first evil action is to, like, suck up Lena into the shadow realm and suck up Scrooge into the dime. Yeah, like, she was a... Her, she was at her scariest before the other episode starts. Like, that's her at her prime. And it's like, oh, man, what's she gonna do? And then... 
surprise, she doesn't really do anything. And that was the letdown. Right. But I, I, like that moment, I think, does deserve a little bit of highlight just because like I. I oh, for sure. That, that, that does Honestly, feel like the peak of, of her menace as a, as a villain. And also it comes yeah. right, right after the Scrooge uh, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I do like my family and we should fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do like my family. Yeah. Um, oh, Scrooge. Yeah, I, I guess we can move to- towards that because uh, all, this episode is also a continuation of the Sun Chaser thing where everyone abandons Scrooge. And so we have Scrooge in this episode. He opens up as an old man hobo, basically, um, piling his mansion <laughs> with pizzas. And, Only pizza. Yeah, trying to convince himself that he's all right, that uh, he'll, he'll, he's never been better. And uh, Lena, in the form of Magica, has to slap sense into him um, to like say, hey, I, I'm Scrooge uh, McDuck. And it, eventually he gets to, oh, yeah, fa- family. That, that, that's right. I <laughs> oh, yeah, family. But I, I say it like this because I think that coming off of, of that entire Sun Chaser episode, like the whole buildup, especially at the very end, like the hammer of him having his family leave him and coming to terms with the guilt uh, of losing Della and all that. And then here it feels like it gets solved so quickly. So like so nonchalantly. It's the, like just Lena slapping sense into him literally. And then at the very end, once he, he gets out, they have the whole family hug. But like before, before in between that is just all the fight sequence because Scrooge is trapped in the exactly. dime. So like it, it, oh. it feels like when you put this juxtaposed with the sun chaser, I think that this is just wrapped up way too quickly and way too easily. Well, one thing- I, I so agree with that because I will say I wasn't on the last podcast with my biggest pet peeve with such a such a good episode was the ending when we have such a strong ending right like everyone's hurt Every, like the info's out in the open it's a tragic situation no one can fix presumably um but then at the very end like they they i felt like the show didn't feel comfortable leaving scrooge's character in an ambiguously moral gray place because like it is his fault like you know, I mean, like, Della did it. I mean, it was her choice, but, like, he enables her. And they call him out on all that stuff, and that was so strong. And then at the very end, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Here's a montage of how hard he tried and all the money he spent. And he's really a really great guy. And don't you think he's complicated or he did a bad mm-hmm. thing or messed up because he's really great. And he yeah. feels so sad. And I kind of wish that montage was not there. That they would have just saved that for the next episode and let us like kind of see him in this very shaken, messy place. I wanted to see a messy Scrooge. I wanted him to regret it, to blame himself, and to not like for it to just be what it is. Like things aren't inherently good or bad. And I, I would have loved it if they had kept it there because yeah, and we have this Alex. Like he comes back, they have no time to communicate how they feel with each other. So they just had Mrs. Beakley explain what happened in the montage in the last episode to the nephews. And they're like, oh, my God, like he he like lost so much money and he like sent all these things to like, oh, we had no idea. But like that's not nearly I mean, it would have been so much more messy and complicated for them to have a conversation together properly. And I think they kind of want to avoid that because it would have it wouldn't have been super lighthearted and it would have been a lot more real. And they they have you know, maybe other, they're, they're trying really hard to balance the, the exciting, you know, cartoony aspects of the show with things that feel really 
like emotionally deep and resonating. And that's a really hard balance. And I think they're still kind of figuring out their footing on that. Like I appreciate their, what they've given us is so great and more than I could have expected, but it clearly still has some shaky legs um, that hopefully is going to get better in season two. Yeah. I also felt though, does Scrooge ever apologize in this, in this episode? I, uh, he never, uh, for, especially to Webby. Them, especially to Webby. So. Webby never got an apology <laughs> for what Scrooge now, said. There's, like Alex said, there was like no time for them to have a conversation. Yeah. They're just like, oh, a common enemy will group up, and now it's fine, I guess. You just like sweep all that, all that frustration and hurt and pain under the rug. Yeah, can I just uh, one thing I do like about the action and fighting? I love all these cameos we got. So I love we got we got to see Gabby Staberson back. <laughs> yeah, also I think Fenton's mom was somewhere in there too. Um, yeah, she was oh, fighting Gabby, like uh, arresting cool. her yeah. for something, and and Glongo's shadow just took through my in the air, like that curse you me, curse you me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, I like the, the shadow of the guy who like gave him money. Still, like he and his shadow. Gladstone. Were both on Gladstone. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we br- we bring Paul F. Tompkins back to do one line. Good job. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Scrooge has all this going on, and uh, this results from Della Duck being lost in space, as mentioned by the previous episode. So uh, this episode gets all resolved, the Magica runs away, they've saved the day. And so there's a TV broadcast saying that they saved the day. And hey, we cut we cut to the moon, and there's a TV oh, on the moon. Oh man! And, oh uh, man! Uh, old TV uh, too. Old TV. Yeah. And how does that work? <laughs> well, well, we'll ask because the, 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 it was old when she went. It was old when she went into space, so maybe it was like the the hottest new TV but, at the time. But she's but been before, up there for a while. But they didn't have the DTV transfer for the DTV antennas. <laughs> oh no! Oh, now oh you're considering God. realism here, Steve. Now, <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Della Duck is alive, guys. Uh, she says, "Boys," and that's the last word of the of the episode, and we cut we cut away. But uh, yeah, so De- Della, um, I guess we're gonna get more of her, and he's alive. We have to now. A- any theories on exactly what's going on with her? Because I-, I have I've heard from some people that the whole TV thing implies that she's just finished building it, which means that there's some kind of time weirdness where she just got on the moon and stuff skipped around. No, her hair looks a lot longer. I think she's been aging normally. Oh, I was hoping though there'd be like something like we did on Voltron in terms of the whole aging thing, like how she kind of went in time a few years, and then Donald could truly be like the older brother to her. That kind of be kind of fun. Uh, what? Yeah. I don't think that's like a thing Donald necessarily really wants. No, though. no, I'm just talking about more of a com- it's just for more of a gag or something. Um, oh, okay, uh, but, but I guess were, were you guys excited by this? Surprised by this? Expecting it? I, I, was, was, a, I mean, a I surprise. Was, I was expecting it. Kinda, it. How are you expecting it after the super sad episode where everyone accepted well, that if, she was dead? If you listen and they to the last podcast, I pretty much called it in the last yes, podcast Steve because was of very, something was that very hesitant to accept that Della had died, and apparently he was right. So uh, good for him. And also because it happened in one of the comics. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about it, Alex? Uh, I'm. I'm. I don't know how to feel because 
Yeah, look, we, we started the pi- the pilot of this episode uh, of the series ended with the revelation that uh, with Louis figuring out that his mom is still out there. And Dewey, so we, uh, Dewey. D- Dewey, right, right. Uh, but we but we end the season with finally getting to Della's mom. So that means that that's going to be a plot line now for season two as well. Right. And so, like, yeah. I, I guess I'm fine with it because, like. It, uh, if it's something from the very beginning, I guess it makes sense to keep that as part of your show for like the entirety of its run. Like we'll have Della stuff to deal with throughout. But at the same time, like we, this was a whole magic eccentric finale, so it feels it almost feels like an afterthought. I got, I got theory. What's going on with Della? Um, probably some aliens pretty much helped her out, and maybe. One alien maybe fell in love with her and kind of helping her, like, uh, feeding her and stuff okay. all these years. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, a- aliens. Whoa. I mean, okay. this is DuckTales, so, like, I can't discard aliens. Because, because That's true. What are their duck aliens? I always love that. What if Howard the Duck exists in this universe? No, take him away. No, 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 no. Is, is, love, doesn't he live on a planet of ducks? Like, what if there's just, like, an alien no. planet of ducks? Not him. Don't soil <laughs> this show with Howard a Duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, so, and it has been confirmed uh, uh, elsewhere that uh, Paige and Brewster, who voices Della in this episode, will continue to be part of the cast, so we can presume that Della is going to have at least several episodes in that season. So I, I guess we'll be yeah. continuing yeah. to go along so, with that. Though we could still probably, though... Maybe could have uh, some flashback stuff. So that, that, that's also her. true. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could just be checking in with her progress on the moon. Her being like, "Boys, like I'm coming back. I just gotta like keep building this. It's not ready yet, but I'm ch- I'm watching you on TV, and I'm up on your latest adventure. Like maybe they won't meet her till season three or something, but we'll still check in with her a few times in season two. You know, the shocking part of the last scene though was actually Roxanne actually doing some honest journalism for once. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a hot take, Steve. Some shade in there. Well, I, I mean, we have seen Ratsan twist the news a little bit in the past, so like, good, good for her that she didn't manage to blame Scrooge for this. Uh, although, actually, she'd, she'd be justified, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, kind of. Let's see here. Are there any large pieces of this episode that we haven't talked about yet? Hmm. Well, launchpad, launchpad was perfect. Yeah. Had great lines. Yeah, I yeah. forget exactly what they are, but I remember they made me uh, laugh, and they're really good. Well, Launchpad begins the singing a uh, made-up song to the Darkwing theme. <laughs> yes! That was yeah. so good. He's like, I'm so good at crashing things, and then it's really hard for him to crash the plane, and I was oh. rooting for him. Oh, oh, oh here's here's the thing. The part part of the whole family plot line is that Webby and Launchpad are planning this uh, fake dinner party, right? Uh, yeah. Mrs. Beakley figures it out and it's like, hey, I'm an agent and a grandmother, so I know how to weaponize guilt. And so yeah. the, the whole thing is he, they get the nephews to go back by making them feel guilty for leaving um, Scrooge. I, I think that in this episode, it it works because of how, like, we, we talked about this at the last podcast, like, they reacted so harshly in part because they're kids and so they didn't, they, they don't consider the whole context of things. So providing them the context to, like, is obviously important. But at the same time, like, I couldn't help but feel a little bothered that, like, this is the way we're doing it by, by going straight to guilt as opposed to, like, you know, just giving the facts so i I don't know if you guys felt like felt that sequence worked or or, or, or Uh, i I think i 
I think two things helped it work. I think first, even though it was a very like manipulative monologue with Mrs. Beakley saying like, oh yeah, sure. You know, you've already clearly lost one family member forever and that's hard and that sucks. But, you know, yeah, sure. Like push away somebody else and just keep the family apart and make your lives harder in some ways. Like that's definitely going to be helpful for you later. Like I do think she brought up some really good points with that. And also just seeing Donald, you know, Donald has also lost Stella, not just Scrooge. That was his sister. He's been carrying that around just as long as Scrooge, and it's really yeah. hard on him. And and having him who who has had so much trouble and struggled so much with Scrooge over the years and fought with him, to, to have him see how important his like his nephew's bond with Scrooge has been this past year or however long, for him to be the one to be like, you know what? We need to stick together. That is like the objectively most important thing for us as a family. And this, this, this hurt and pain we're feeling for this one person, like it shouldn't keep us, it shouldn't let us like break the bonds that are more important moving forward with the people who are still alive, who yeah. are still clearly important to us. And like, that's what really sold it for me. Like I, if Donald can feel that way, then I think it's going to be okay. I, I guess I also feel that maybe Mrs. Beakley kind of maybe gave that speech to Scrooge when this whole Della thing happened maybe long ago and probably Scrooge may not have listened. Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, else I want to say um, the guilt thing. Um, I just thought um, oh, I oh yeah. What about um, one family member we're not thinking about speaking to sisters is uh, I kind of wonder if they were alive, how uh, Donald and Della's parents reacted to this. Will they did they blame Scrooge or did they just maybe die of a broken heart because you know Donald and Della they are. Scrooge's younger sister's kids. So well, also, I, I think just, we talked about in the Castle McDuck episode that family is kind of confusing once you get past the yeah. <laughs> the generations. No, but we know, but, uh, but yeah. it's it's in the, in the pilot episode they come and state that as fact. Because I would we maybe see them in season two and maybe they have to maybe forgive Scrooge like the rest of the family has or maybe just come to some closure that's another thing although also that would imply we need more people to be immortal because <laughs> i would imagine yeah they probably would be yeah oh but uh maybe you have a seance you can't have a seance you can talk to them <laughs> sure uh so, so yeah we we had that whole par uh, party thing and that that, that involves launchpad uh, a lot as well in there well i love um, how Launchpad reacted to weekly's um sort of reverse psychology he's like no, oh, he's standing up for her. Yeah, she knows a lot. This lady knows a lot. Last was, I did not get it. I love that. Yeah. Also, his drink popsicles that he tried to pass off family recipe was amazing. Oh, uh, quality uh, moment. Yeah. Also, I, I believe Ducktales enthusiasts would be angry with us if we didn't at least point point out that they were going to move to Cape Suzette, which is a reference to, I believe, a tailspin. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. yeah. So, what yeah. is that? So, like a oh, you want me to like? <laughs> I don't know what it is. The the, the the five second explanation of what Cape Suzette is. It's another show. It's another show on um from Disney in the nineties. Um, oh, it, it, it came out okay. like one year before Darkwing Duck. Um, they, so, yeah, it's an they, right they reference Darkwing Duck like twice. All, like, they've yeah. done it like three times. They did Gummy Bears, so this isn't a surprise. Yeah, there are three all these other shows, though. Personally, for me, who cares? Just give me Daisy, so fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Priorities. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yes. Uh, here, so I'm, they were gonna... yeah, here, here it is. 
Here it is. What? Tailspin. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, linking tailspin in the chat. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it was in 1990. Yeah. So, so this is another Disney reference uh, as DuckTales. Yeah, I heard of the show. Oh, this bear. This bear looks familiar. <laughs> the Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. oh, that's crazy. Okay. Oh, I remember the Rescue Rangers with Chip and Dale. That was a pretty good show. Yeah, that's a different show, show from this, but even though I hate, even though I hated old school Chip and Dale from the shorts from back in the day because all the memes that did the Donald. Yeah, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers are cool. They're cool, but I'm talking about the old school Chip and Dale from like the 40s and 50s. They sucked. Oh, well, that that that, that obviously <laughs> means that Chip and Dale are going to show up in a season two episode just for you, Steve. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, other bits and pieces from this. Um, let's see here. What have we? I guess we we didn't really talk about Scrooge really likes pizza. I guess, or is that just a classic hobo thing? Or like, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much Pahosey pizza. Is how much sure money that could have cost? Well, like yeah, he, apparently it was anchovy pizza too, which is pretty gnarly. I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yo, uh, is it time for this big spoiler corner? No, uh, well, I, not, not yet. I have one. I have, I have one last hot take. I've been thinking about okay. it. Yeah. You, you know what would have made this finale really great if they had let Scrooge talk to the family at the end and have that difficult conversation instead of introducing Della. Because if there was no Della, like maybe they could tell people she was alive in season two. But like the point of this first season seems to me to be. As much about the nephews getting to know their uncle Scrooge and going on adventures and having this whole new life as Scrooge is to like coming to terms with, you know, finally getting past his fear that he's had since Stella died, died in air quotes, that like he can't get close to anyone because they'll be in danger and it's better to shut himself off than ever opening up to love and support. And the nephews and Donald entering his life beginning of the season helped like helps him learn again to trust and love family. And if you had gotten rid of Della and you'd been like, okay, yeah, she is dead. But like, look at what we have. Look at what we built together this past, however many episodes. This is real. This is important. I'm sorry. I like kept things from you, but like, let's just move forward and be the best like team and the best family we can. And I like trust you and I love you and I want to be better. And I feel like I can finally do that and move past Della's death. Like that would have been so powerful and so strong. And it would have been a great thematic conclusion. And instead they're like, Oh, JK, all those really intense emotional feelings you had two episodes ago with this huge devastating reveal. is now a moot point. Because she's on the moon and she's alive, and now I can think about that instead. Like I wish yeah. it held off. Like this is this is what I wish had happened. I think it would have been a lot stronger, honestly. And also give Webby that apology. Well, <laughs> and also give Webby the well, apology. Well, well, actually, connecting this to Webby, another like small yeah. thing in this episode was that like when they find out that Lena has been a shadow of uh, magic of this entire time, like the nephews try to be like, "Hey, we're we're still your family. Like we'll be fine." Yeah. Like, so like, they, they try to get this thing in too, where like Webby is now part of the family and like she should be included in that stuff and that that should be important to her too. But like it feels like they touch upon it and it just never really gets there. But I do think that. That's also something that the season has been working up to. 
like Webby like being a full member of the family so it doesn't feel that way at the very end like she's like it's the Scrooge and the three nephews hugging and then Webby shows up from from outside yeah <laughs> like, maybe that. that's symbolism maybe it could be yeah symbol- like they've they've said they like they've had conversations about her being more like family but the the ending doesn't necessarily visually reflect that which I guess yeah well, that's a good point Alex well, Magica does clear it up though she's uh. The housekeeper's granddaughter and new best friend. Your I families, love- yeah. Yeah, family structure is weird. It's, it's, family it's, structure's like, weird. it's like a joke out of Spaceballs. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. When they mentioned- it's, a, it's a very meta. I'm your brother's, I'm your father's brother's cousin's whatever. Former roommate. I'll, former roommate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very meta joke, admittedly. Um, we, before we, we get into just like overall stuff, like is there obviously the, this episode was very heavy on comedy. I think we, we gave Launchpad his due. Um, any particular yeah. particular lines that stood out to you as, as especially funny out of this episode? So I, I have a couple, but uh, well, well, you guys? Mm, I don't know. I, don't I, already, I already told you the, uh, the gyro line of aww. Oh, oh, how about oh, the yeah, whole that was good, Manny, that was good. Manny? How about Manny? His like moments <laughs> like He's the one who gets subtitles, not Donald, but how it's like, I need this job and other lines. I just, Manny sort of had, sort of a seeing stealer. Yeah, yeah, I guess Manny, <laughs> the, the headless horse, like he, he gets, he gets time. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, Michelle, do you, do you have a, a, anything that stands out? Not on the top of my head. I just remember I was laughing a lot and I was enjoying it a lot, but it's hard to think of specific lines. Okay. I wasn't taking notes and I was watching it, unfortunately. Okay, that, that's fine. Like, uh, what are your lines? Well, I, I, I enjoy I enjoyed very much Donald going, I am the storm. And then Beakley is yeah. like, are, are, have, have yeah. you been saying things like this all the time? Like, oh, yeah, was, that was <laughs> a really good one. So, like, that follow-up really makes it funny. Also, when uh, Magica is uh, do, doing the speech, he's like, don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Like yeah. she's getting annoyed with uh, with Scrooge, so like I, I think that Ma- Magica and Donald have have their funny moments as well as Launchpad. So like I, I just because obviously Ducktales like it, it is a plot show, it's an action show, but at the end of the day, it's also a comedy. And I think I think this this finale does very well in keeping the comedy as part of the of the show's structure, even though it's a finale. Like it, it doesn't abandon that. So I, I just want to give it props for mm-hmm. still being funny regardless. Okay. Um, and I think that's fair. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, Michelle, you talked a little bit about the season building up to something. So I guess we can talk about just a, a retrospective of the entire season. Like, where are we at with with this show now that we have a full season in the books? Like, are we willing to call this uh, a, a great show? Is it a show that like still is already in a good place and can keep building? Or like, or where, where where how do we feel about it in general? Okay, um, I think it's a good first season. I, it can get better. Um, it's finding its legs. I think it found its legs towards the end. So I'd like to see what they could do in a season two. Um, it's so far, it's so good. Um, I'm not sure it's as great as Entertainment Weekly says it is, but <laughs> too much. Steve, so many hot takes coming from you. <laughs> wow. Um, Michelle? Um. I think I didn't really know what to expect going into the show. Um, I've been very pleasantly surprised. It's become a show that I I really look forward to seeing every week. And I think this is a lot because we cover a lot of shows. Uh, but this one has always stood out. It has a very 
it has a very strong sense of itself. Um, it has a, it has a very specific flavor, honestly. Like, I think one of the nice things about this show is it's it's scripted before it's boarded, and you really get a sense of like the really snappy, funny lines and the good dialogue, and just like the progression of arcs in a way that is very different from board-driven shows. Um, and I really appreciate having that. Um, I do, like I said before, like I. I think there were there are like a couple things I might nitpick that I wish had been a little stronger, but there are so many beats that just landed so much more than I I could have ever expected them to. So I think moving forward, like they've they've got so many good tools in their toolbox, they just gotta polish them off a little, and they're gonna be like phenomenal moving forward season two. So I'm overall very very happy. What about everything. what about you, Alec? Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I'm in a place where like th- there are characters specifically that I really enjoy. Like I, I, I really like Launchpad. I really like Donald. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like uh. Scrooge for most episodes. I, I think in this finale, he he kind of gets a bit of a short shrift, but like uh, it, it, overall, like he's still an incredible character. Uh, of the nephews, like I, I, I still haven't really gotten that strong of an attachment. Although I will say that Louis has grown on me a little bit, oh, especially in that last. Yeah. In the last episode, like you gave him he, some depth now. Yeah, he, he he start he started to get depth near the end, and I think that in season two we can build on that. There's something there, and uh, it, all um, in all, uh, I think that the, their their emotional arcs are very well done. Uh, I think that there are still episodes that happen that are just like, well, th- this is an episode. Yes. But there are yeah, all, like that, but, but, this that is pirate but especially episode, like that, yeah, the pirate episode, for example. Yeah. But like in the back yeah. half, there are also incredible episodes as well that make you think, okay, mm-hmm. like DuckTales can be an incredible show. It is capable of that. Uh, and so like with, of- with this finale, I'm, uh, I think uh, in the end, I'm like, well, it, it was, it, it's a good first season because really I think at the end of the day, I get kind of spoiled with shows that uh, are so far in. So, like, they have an increasingly yeah. high quality, but also because they've had several seasons to build up. And there are a couple of mm-hmm. shows that have had incredible first seasons. But, like, even for a, an average first season, like, DuckTales is still pretty pretty good in its own right. Yeah. Yes. And we do have stuff to set up here. So, I, I, I do think that there is... The, 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 there is reason to be optimistic about DuckTales continuing to improve on an already o- okay to above average first season for it, honestly. So, well, speaking of season two... Uh, okay, and you, wait, 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 wait. I have one more thing. Okay. Have one more thing. <laughs> well, this, this just occurred to me now. I was just talking. I feel... I think I feel... I'm starting to feel this way about how I do Steven. Um, just in that sometimes I know some people more than others, like Cough Cough, Dylan Cough Cough, <laughs> get really mad when we have non-plotty episodes when it's more character focused and it's more lighthearted and it occurs to me now you know i love the really i love the feelsy stuff like i'm all in on character i'm all in on stakes and feelings and emotions and conversations and things being messy but you can't properly enjoy that if you don't have something lighthearted and and chill to balance it like it Mm. you can't like there would be no plateaus and valleys. Like it'd all be kind of stagnantly one thing, <sighs> and it's no fun. Yeah, so, I know. I'm with you, stuff, it helps, Yeah, it helps balance out all the intense stuff, and it helps the intense stuff feel more intense because you're not getting spoonfuls of it consistently each week. It's it's like a nice surprise when the show goes there. But I, without the yeah. other stuff, it wouldn't be as intense okay. when it really did happen. That's a fair I, perspective. I, I know how you feel, Michelle. Um. I know some shows that just have no fun and just so serious. <laughs> no. Cough, yeah, I, 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 
Yeah, it's like shows, down a little. You know, you know, you know, all the shows like Attack on Titan, cough like Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I had a little something in my throat. Sure, sure, it was it. true. Like, yeah. It's not very comical. It's it's very it, it knows what Lena has and it stays there. Speaking of season two, okay, um, finally we can, we can talk. Here about we this. go. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, so re- very recently, I think right after the finale, it was announced that we are going to get season two episodes this year. So it's not actually yes. going to be that long of a hiatus, it seems. So um, we don't have to watch Quack Back in the meantime. Yeah, well, I mean, you can if you want, but none, <laughs> I don't think any of us are. This is a spoiler warning. We are about to discuss contents from the DuckTales panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2018. So if you would prefer not to listen to this part of the discussion, you can fast forward to about 59 minutes and 15 seconds or about four minutes from now. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we recently also had San Diego Comic-Con pass by. I don't think we've ever actually talked on this podcast about the stuff there. Um, made, um it, most of it was revealing the footage for this finale so like uh, for example magica's look we already if you had seen that teaser you already had a, an idea of what it was going to be like like they showed her eyes and stuff so it was mostly stuff focusing on the finale but we did get a couple of season two things including for some weird reason we are getting the three caballeros in this show yeah um, steve i know was very oh, excited confusing. about that <laughs> Jose Panchito. Um, I kind of wonder, though, if they've known Della in the past. I know in Jose, I kind of wonder if he finds Della attractive and I flirt with her if we ever that, get her. Why do you keep bringing Della to these, like, the alien, the, the, the poor parents or whatever? Why is everyone supposed to be interested in Della? Why can't well, she just exist? Well, you don't know Jose. Well, she Actually, no, I thought something better. What about Jose maybe has attracted a Mrs. Beakley? Look, all, 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 I, all I'm going to say on the matter is that I really hope that they don't go for this. Like, I, I understand this is from, like, the 40s or whatever, but I just hope they don't continue the character stereotype of Latino characters being very ro- romantic and, uh, like, womanizing. I prefer that not carry over. Well, Thank you very much. Well, that's just but, his character, though. But Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. But uh, I, I just... <laughs> I prefer that we move on and give him a little bit of it. Like, look, they've changed other characters from what I've understood. Exactly. So I, I'd hope yeah. that, Why they, not that they give him a Good little dude. depth as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, but we we will be getting that. Uh, um, the one we're gonna talk about is uh, Webby's new friend. Uh, yeah, they also showed ca- uh, character designs that presumably are going to appear in that season, and the one that gets people most excited is that there's another. Uh, duck-looking person next to Webby in one of these. Doesn't she, look, looking person. she looks a little familiar. Doesn't she look familiar? Like some like corporate person, you know, a guy named are, Mark Beeks? Are you trying to insinuate this is Mark Beeks' daughter? Let me scroll daughter? back up to look at it. No, no, I don't think he has kids. I think maybe little <laughs> sister or niece or something. Because I don't, I think Mark Beeks is definitely on a certain team, so I just can't imagine him with a woman. Oh, but... Okay. I, I but yeah, she doesn't she look a little bit like Mark Beach? Wouldn't that be something? Oh, she's, if Webby, she, she's got the color. Webby's forming, right. yeah, forming. She's not a she's not a duck. Is she like a what are those like those marshland birds with the long beaks? You don't get a, a really close up of her. Like not a never, stork, like a like a ward a warren bird. Marshy bird. What'd be cool? Webby's forming a gang of friends. They're all related to villains. So. Uh, 
That'd be a pretty powerful network. I I hope that does happen. But you know, I'm hoping though, since uh, Lena is sort of the magical person, I'm hoping she's like a tech geek or something, like really like fancy in terms of technology and stuff. Because that would really good balance out the three of them would be some awesome little team. So yeah. So oh yeah, spoiler: Lena's coming back. Lena's coming back. Are are you sure about this? They spoiled it. They gave her a new I really hope so. Well, they gave her like a new look and everything. So unless they're really trolling us, yeah, because this was before see, the before the finale happened. So like you never know. They could have just showed Lena just because. Like uh, th- th- <laughs> that would be, make me so sad if that was the thinking behind it, though, Alex. Yeah, I hope that's the case. okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, we we are going to have a season two very soon, apparently. But uh, oh, yeah, really? Well, how soon? Oh, I, I said this end at the top. Like we we are going to get season two before the end of this year. So that that maybe that's December to maybe okay. December thirty first. <laughs> yeah, that would technically count. But um, <laughs> uh, this, but but yeah. So we we are going to be back sooner than I expected. But in any case, uh, for for those of you who have been following the DuckTales podcast, we do want to thank each and every one of you for following along. Uh, we, we've been trying to stay as consistent as we can. Some, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we're, we're, we've managed to cover yeah. every episode of this season, and I'm personally shocked myself that I managed to do, <laughs> <laughs> managed to do this. Good but, job, guys. But, but that, that, thank, thank we you. did it! Yeah, that, thank you very much, Woo-hoo. everyone, for listening, and uh, Overly Animated will be back here to talk about season two, I'm sure. But uh, until we, we get to that point, uh, you can find out all the info on this podcast, uh, other shows we cover in the meantime uh, at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, you can chat with us on Discord about your reactions to the DuckTales finale, thoughts on Season 2, or any other show we cover here. You can find that at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can support us financially via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. If you've been following us through this entire podcast, uh, we would greatly appreciate that, that support as well. Um, we want to give thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Rachel, a.k.a. Rachel Rose. And uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Hugh. Um, besides DuckTales, um, uh, rec- recommendations include, uh, very recently, we've done a Craig of the Creek podcast. Uh, Mr. Cons is a show over on Nickelodeon that is wrapping up. Uh, if you want to catch up on that, there's a lot to do. Mm, um, catch up on Craig of the Creek. Yeah, Craig, yeah, I mentioned Craig of the Creek. There's a lot. And, uh, no one told me there are new episodes, so I'm... <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, on, on Disney, I don't think there's any shows that we cover currently. Uh, Star Wars, uh, oddly enough, Ducktales is going to get a new season. Star vs. the Forces of Evil isn't getting a new season until next year, so we'll, we'll oh, be waiting on I that. I think I think I figured out why. I think Ducktales first started being made in 2015. So it's actually been in production for a few years, which makes like they probably have been, they were probably finished it at least a year ago and have um, been making episodes. Yeah. Yeah, also next month, perhaps we might get some OKKO, so... Uh, I hope so. Well, uh, that might be too soon, but I hope... I always our, hope. Well, well, that's our, our sister podcast. Uh, yeah, actually, that, that's true. Like, while, while we've been here on DuckTales, uh, this same group has also been doing OKKO podcast concurrently, so if you care about that, you can also look for our OKKO podcast as well. But uh, yeah, well, once again, the thanks to everyone who's been listening throughout this entire first season. Uh, feel, feel free to send us uh, any messages wherever you're listening to us on YouTube or directly on OverlyAnimated.com. We would always appreciate seeing any reactions from the people who listen to us. 
but yeah, th th thank thank you all so much, and uh, we'll we'll see you for season two, I guess. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Bye bye.